What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. This is, it is uh, December 29th, and of course, this is going to be our last podcast of 2018. We have uh, done 64, 63, 63 episodes so far, so man, we're rolling. Thank you for listening. Joining me today is the big gun, Gunner. What's up, man? What's good? What's good? Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, yeah, all that. Good deal. Javon King, what's up with you? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Everybody, we want to thank y'all, especially, uh, you know, the listeners and supporters for a great 2018. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. This is one of the highlights of my, not just my days, my weeks, my life, man. I enjoy doing this with you guys. Much success in the 2019 for all of us and our listeners as well. I wish you the best. Peace on earth, goodwill to men and women, and man, let's make it a beautiful new year. Indeed. All right, so Javon, we were talking offline. You mentioned that you'd seen two of the big blockbusters. Let me get your take on Bumblebee and Aquaman. Oh, okay. I'll start with Bumblebee because of the two, I liked Bumblebee more because I'm a Transformers kid of the 80s. And this was the Transformers movie that we deserved. It really was. It's it's not it's it's not like uh, Orson Welles or he's <laughs> not the Godfather, but compared to what Michael Bay shit out of us over the last decade, this is the Godfather, you know, <laughs> for the Transformers series. This is it. This is this is it. This is the one that they should have done from the beginning. This was the groundwork that should have been established. Uh, way back in what twenty two thousand seven when the first one came out. Yes, you know it's yeah, sad they, though because I'm with you. It's like yeah, this is a much better Transformers movie, but at the same time it's like man, I wish we had more of the Transformers in this Transformers movie. Right. And it helps that there's a solo Autobot where they can just put all the focus on, but that mm-hmm. also makes it easier to focus on the human partner slash sidekick and put the star, the headliner of the film on the back burner you know and jeff that was something i kind of made my peace with in the first 35 40 minutes of the movie (laughs) it's like look we're never going to have a straightforward transformers movies that focus on the autobots versus decepticons or the quince uh what were they the quincentons or whatever the quincentons what was their name the five-faced robots i'm stumbling in my head trying to think quincentons quincentons we're never gonna have. Uh, uh, we're never gonna see Unicron on the screen in one of these live actions. We're never gonna have a film based on the Transformers that's fully focused on the Transformers. It's always gonna be the overindulgence of the human element because you kind of have to, for what it's worth, right? But you know, it's funny. I feel like in every other movie, they don't try to work in in robots. So, right, right. The one property that it's about, they they continually go this Transformers movie needs more human elements. They need more human characters to make us care. But to me, the best part of that movie was any time it was just Transformers on screen. and right. no It worked, and it looked yeah. great. It, it did. Looked, it looked so much better than we've seen before. I think technology in regard to CGI is, is catching up to ideas um, even more so than it did, I think, when... Um, God, I'm trying to think of some movies that came out in the mid 2000s where I'm like, yeah, the technology is catching up to the ideas. Like when I saw Animatrix, uh, Animatrix Jace, uh, what was another one? Even even Revenge of the Sith, even Revenge of the Sith, 
it looks hokey now if you go back and look at the lava world, the lava planet fight. It looks because time has passed. It looks hokey now. But when you saw when I saw it then, I was like, yeah, this is probably what Lucas would have wanted to do thirty years ago, twenty years. You know what I mean? Now, so, uh, do you really think the Transformers, the reason why they focus so much on the humans, is because if they did a full Transformers movie, the budget of it would be so astronomical. It would be they CGI. Have, I they think do it's, it's, CGI movies like Pixar and Elita. every Pixar movie. Um, I mean, we've seen that. Jeez, Ready Moose Player One, exactly. Avatar, Avatar. Yeah. I think it's an element of that, but also what I think is. If you do a straightforward Transformer movie, you're going to lose a percentage of the audience, right? They would get more audience if it was just well, a Transformers movie. I don't know, man, because I feel really like because they always got to add a dumb love story to every movie that doesn't call for a love story, right? Because you're trying to draw in as many people as you can. I think that may have something to do with it, maybe. That's that's the only reason I think we have so many and like the love story in this Transformers. What was the purpose? What oh was my the gosh, point? dude! What was the wasn't point? it annoying? I mean, wasn't it annoying? It how was pointless. Because they made him look like a goof, right? They made like him look he, like a goof. He could have been a platonic cool friend, and yeah. nothing would have been lost. Nothing would have been lost. We didn't lose anything by having, or we wouldn't have lost anything by having or not having this love story involved in this picture. It, it I was really endless. felt it was more of a deal where we're going to give the woman the opportunity to, to control the, the, the way the relationship progresses. Right. Like, so don't you think so with that said, don't, well, don't y'all think with that said, there's an element of not pandering, but you're trying to draw in people who may not be as familiar or even like the Transformers, they, they'll go see it because of this, or it'll become a good movie to them because of that element. Well, there's a little love story there. It's cute. It's this, it's that. I think that's kind of the draw for that kind of stuff when they add see, those I stories. I don't necessarily don't think that that helped. Because who is the girl, though? It doesn't to me. It doesn't to me. I'm just talking about, like, as far as studio executives, you know, when they start putting their fingerprints all over a movie, they start changing things and taking liberties. That's just what I think. Who is the girl? Like, does a girl draw anybody in? I don't um, even know who she was, dude. She's Haley Steinfeld. She's like one of those uh, current day pop singers who also acts. Uh, she was in the um, what are those movies with? Um, like a Nickelodeon person, maybe. Uh, dude, how about I watch Nickelodeon? <laughs> um, no, she, she's done those movies with. Gosh, why? With a uh, man, why am I not? Why am I totally blanking? It's the. Uh, the the girl band they go around uh gunners no, no. Uh, no. we old as hell we old as we old as hell <laughs> we old as hell i'm like what nah, nah, it's on, i don't know why i was blinking on this series pitch perfect oh she's that oh she's a nose which one was she uh her name is emily but she's been in all of them I guess she was also the voice of Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That whole okay, Spider-Man. all right. And she's done a ton of stuff. She's been in True Grit. She's good. She's a good uh, young performer uh, on the rise. Deal. I like her. I think that was a problem. I would just think no, that yeah, the way it was written. I think it's the way it was written sounds like it was an issue. From yeah. what you guys, you know, I'm done with. I told you I ain't watching this. I'm just done with that concept of Michael Bay's concept of Transformers. I'm done. 
so I mean they ruined that for me completely. So if they're trying to do a resurgence, yeah. good for them. Gonna I'll say this. Gonna I'll say this. When it come on cable, you'll watch it and you'll enjoy it because Michael right. Bay is not involved. That's He's cool. Not involved. Just like Termination Salvation. I was like, they lost me. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. After Terminator Three, dude. Terminator Three. I was Terminator Three. Good on y'all. I like Terminator Three. Terminator Three is underrated, man. I don't know, man. I I was good on that one. Why does everyone hate on Terminator Three? I don't know. I was I was good on it. Judgment Day is inevitable. So you know. Oh, they're trying to—they're I mean, I—I I, I got all that, Jace. I was just good on it. You I was like, all the right. only thing inevitable about Terminator Three was the bad acting. That's it. That, that's what took me out of it. It was terrible acting. That was a, yeah. that was the only thing that was bad. Terrible. Ever. We just like, yo, we need Claire Danes in here now. Clean this Coming up. off Romeo and Juliet, let's go. Right. <laughs> Clean this up. I was like, yeah, I'm good on this. Yeah, all right, I'll agree. It, it was it didn't feature the best acting, but I didn't. I've never watched a Terminator film for great acting. Yeah. All right. Now let me move on to Aquaman. Um, Aquaman was good to me. It's it's a, It was it was funny. I right. laughed. I mm-hmm. laughed. Jason Momoa. Every time I think he's just eye candy for the girls. Like, dude is solid. Like that's the dude you have a beer with. Yeah. yeah. And then if you're and a I, single guy, you'll pick up his leftovers. <laughs> Exactly. I kind of get that intangible element with him. Like he's total eye candy for women, but I don't feel like he's. I don't. He doesn't come off like that dude who knows he's eye candy for women. Like I mean, he's, I'm sure he's aware of it, but it's Nobody not like he acts like he's the cool dude. It's like yo. Yeah, let me let's talk at the bar, and if, if the women start coming over, he can only talk to one, three of them, and the fourth one you start talking to, like, hey, how are you? Yeah. She's it's like, just, I want to be with him, but oh well, okay. I'll take you yeah. because you're right here and you're cool with him, so by osmosis, right. I'm cool, you know? He yeah. seems like that kind of dude, man, and it's not just because of that, it's because he sells it. Like, he's funny. Yeah. And he I has had this indifference that's kind of cool as a hero or a yeah. big star. And it wasn't, I thought he was going to play it too loose. That was one of my worries. It was going to be like, uh, I don't care. I could be Aquaman or I could be the guy working at a construction site, whatever. Yeah. And you kind of got a little bit of that in the beginning, but then he started to give a shit and it was like, okay, this became a different movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed it, man. Um, I'm hoping this, the momentum from this and going into Wonder Woman for the summer um, of summer what night of summer of nineteen is it summer now or spring? I don't know. Twenty twenty. What? <laughs> yeah, they screwed that up. They're throwing Shazam in the middle oh. of it. Oh, no. oh no! Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, they screwed it up. No. I was like, what? And then Shazam was gonna screw it up, and then Wonder Woman's gonna have to fix it again, and then they're gonna screw it up again, and then they're gonna have. To, I mean, DC just can't find the the stream the streamline. I mean, Dude, this is like what they've done right here. I'm, I, I didn't know this. What they've done right here is like paying off your student loan and a twenty thousand dollar credit card debt, only to go out here and lease a Bentley. A, it's your only vehicle. You know what I mean? It's like, what the hell are you right. doing? That's what are you perfect. doing? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good way. Oh, oh, that's dumb. That is dumb. Divine. Uh, because Flash is the other Captain Marvel. Ugh. 
God, that's a gut punch. That's dumb. Well, DC, you know what? You guys run your show the way you want it. You run you run this just the way you want it. You do you, kids. Well, Aquaman is apparently sometime over the weekend going to make more money than Justice League in its second week. Awesome. It deserves it. It deserves it. It does it was a better movie. You know, I watched Justice League um after after I saw Aquaman because I was like hyped up for that and was like let me let me let me check this out again I want to see what I saw and it is a I think it's an interesting superhero team up film because for the most part outside of Ezra Miller's Flash I like the characters I like the Justice League interacting with each other I love when Superman is actually Superman on the screen but there are some elements that don't work. The bad guy is just a generic bad guy. His goal and purpose is another of those random, uh, okay, invasion, yay. But the real fun of Justice League is watching the Justice League heroes play off each other. And that tease at the end of an Injustice League to fight them. And I'm kind of like, man, I really hope that they don't feel that the, the lesson to learn from that is we need to stop focusing on the characters as a team and just have them in a solo remotely standalone universe. I'm pretty sure they're not just because you know why didn't they push back or even like kind of scrap that flash movie. They scrapped the cyborg movie. That was, I mean, see, the thing was they, you know, with Marvel studios, they'll go here, here, here are our next 10 movies and they'll put it on a big board introduce Chadwick Boseman at a big event and say he's going to be Black Panther in all of these movies going forward and then make a big deal out of it and announce eight movies and it's like wow okay all eight of these are really good to great movies Warner Brothers has not really done that with DC it's kind of like here's what's coming up and we've got Shazam and we've got Wonder Woman beyond that we have no idea what's coming the Flash movie was scheduled supposedly for like a 2020 time frame that's been pushed back the director's gone uh, apparently they're still working on the script and i don't know what they're doing because i mean kevin Feige's already said hey good news everybody we may be able to start incorporating the fantastic four and x-men into our movies next year and it's like yes these guys I mean, that deal wasn't even on the table for them two years ago, but they're already like, great, now we can put these guys into our movies. Warner Brothers has this long, long headway in terms of setting up and establishing their movie universe. And this is their problem. When Marvel Studios was getting everything rolling, they put out two films consistently every year. So you got used to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You had uh, Iron Man and Hulk. You had... Iron Man, and then you had Thor, and then you had Captain America and Avengers, and then it just kept that format. So now it's like instead of two, it's three a year. And it helps embed that Marvel Cinematic Universe into everybody's minds as this is a comic book movie. You've got something like Hellboy coming out, and there's not like a Hellboy universe they can really naturally create. So that's a one-off. You've got a Spawn movie, and that's another one-off. But DC slash Warner Brothers has access to the other most popular characters, period. And instead of 
unleashing an onslaught with more films, more Wonder Woman, with a new Superman, with another Batman film. They're giving us the Joker standalone. They're announcing a Harley Quinn Birds of Prey film. But it's kind of like, look, people want to see your movies. You've figured out the formula now with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Make that formula and crank out these movies faster. Why? Don't make us wait a year for them. Why can't oh, they get I that what you did simple there. thing? It's simple. Like, you build momentum, right? Mm-hmm. You learn the lesson, okay, Wonder Woman, solid. Then the Justice League, nah. Or, or was it once? I, I'm trying to remember. The Justice League came right after. It was a patchwork deal where you can definitely see the Zack Snyder and Josh Whedon. Right, right. Film that, right. It's like different oh. elements. And it's like uh, the only thing that was- really, really works are the characters interacting in Superman. Suicide Squad came before, right? Suicide Squad was a problem. It came right after Batman, Dawn of Justice. Batman, Dawn of Justice. The problem with Suicide Squad was it is way too niche and too fringe a property to start off your no, be like the third leg in your universe. You need their villain. So problematic. Oh, no, that that's oh, the yeah. thing about it. To me, the way it should have gone is you're standing on Superman, you're standing on Batman, then Wonder Woman, then Aquaman, a Flash, then the Justice League, and then let's say a uh, 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 Suicide Squad as an offset, right? Mm-hmm. Establish your universe, like we said. The, the blueprint's there for you. The blueprint is there. It's, it's like, like you're what? in a classroom and you don't know the answers to the test. And but it's on the board, smartest, And the two smartest kids in the class are right on either side of you, and the teachers knee deep in their iPad. You could or, look, you, or you're failing an you open book test. This is this they're is DCU. They're failing an yeah. open book test, <laughs> like big time. And it's like they wanted to go different. It it took them so long to to finally realize, hey, let's throw some end credits in our movies because they're like, we want to do something different. Why? Marvel Studios makes the most money out of any studio. I mean, they're like at the point now where they're surpassing Star Wars. Why would you not just do exactly what they do? Let everyone say you're ripping off them. Yes, we're ripping them off to be the number two most profitable studio in Hollywood. You know why? They can do that because guess what? I mean, where do you think Deadpool came from? I mean, if you look at every comic book character that we've seen on the screen, it is a a offshoot of something that DC created first. Exactly. The Fantastic Four and the Avengers are offshoots of the Justice League. Yeah. Hey, it's Pepsi like, don't rip off Coke. I'm sorry. You you you, right. you, you, you got to do it. You got to do it to be in the in the minds of everybody. Like, oh shoot, Warner Brothers has these three movies coming. I mean, people like Javon are super excited. Great, ah man, I love Aquaman. It was good. What's next? Captain Marvel. Then next year you got to be Wonder Woman. And it's like maybe Captain Marvel's great. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's okay. But maybe it sucks. But you just got to wait another year until you get the next fix for your DC stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, jeez, mm-hmm. come on, guys. Get on That's the ball the with it. When is Captain Marvel coming out, Joe? Captain Marvel's coming in March. And when is uh, the Avengers next movie? Uh, late April, early May. Depends so on what they want to make it the last weekend. So here's the thing. They're giving you Captain Marvel because they've already established a brand. Yeah, you know you want to see Avengers, but you don't know if you want to see Captain Marvel, but here's the thing about it. The brand is so established at this point that you'll give it a watch just based on the fact that, hey, I liked 
Guardians. I liked uh, 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 Ant-Man, both of Ant-Mans. I liked uh, um, Doctor Strange. And these weren't by far their most popular properties, but people still went to see them because the brand is established, right? Hey, Javon, the thing also is that they made sure to cover their bases. They're establishing this and having Nick Fury in there early on. He's a Mm -hmm. character that's existed since the start of this. So, hey, this is Nick Fury's origin in terms of why he set up this Avengers initiative. So if you know nothing or care nothing about Captain Marvel, you've got some interest because it's like, well, why is he in the mix with this? So they do things very yeah. Even that, I mean, you know, they left they off got a know, plan. The, in credit scene of the of the thing. We already knew that. We knew, you know, even before we knew Captain Marvel was coming. I mean, even even we knew before um, Avengers uh, Infinity War came out, we knew Captain Marvel was coming. The thing is, they, like I said, they, they established a universe to the point where they rolled the dice on Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Like, they just rolled the dice. I mean, that, if you want to talk about niche, you know, Suicide Squad being, um, yeah, niche and all that, Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty niche. Like, I can't remember owning one comic series of Guardians of the Galaxy. I knew who they were. I just never really got into it, right? But, mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? But think about that. Like, they made that a phenomenon. It was hilarious. It was perfect, Right. Ant-Man. I mean, of all the characters and of, of 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 all the characters of the Avengers, he's probably like, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and Ant-Man. You know what I mean? He's probably that oh yeah character. Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they killed it on that. So they've already rolled the dice on two, you know, pretty niche things that you know it took a fan to really like understand those, and it didn't because they they killed it. Captain Marvel was a part of the, you know, was already a part of the. The you know established like oh Infinity War okay she's gonna come and save Infinity War got it you know what I mean like okay they're not gonna do the whole Adam Warlock thing he pays her cool you know what I mean so she's already kind of have a tie where if you remember before Guardians didn't really have a tie at all like it was part of it but it wasn't you know what I mean and then they made it a part of it obviously because it was really easy um, in this universe so I'm wondering why DC just can't be like you know they tried with Suicide Squad but that was pretty bad. Um, I think they're yep. gunshot gunner. <laughs> they're um they've had so. hit and miss. They've been hit and miss. Critics have been savage on films like Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, and Justice League. Audiences haven't reacted the way they thought they were. So they're very reluctant to link Wonder Woman with Justice League. They they didn't do anything with much with Aquaman with Justice League and they wanted reportedly to have Henry Cavill show up in Captain in Shazam as a cameo, but he wasn't able to. I don't know if that means they're not going to have anybody show up, but they're really hesitant about setting up an established shared universe to a great extent. Because, and I think their big problem on that is they just need to stay the course of what they want to do and get people on board with it. You can't keep changing things up and switching. You can't go, oh, you guys don't like this? We'll do this. We'll try this. How about this? You just have to do what you want to do and do it what works. Like, I don't think it's a great idea to have things work, but they didn't have anything that worked. They didn't get the exact. No, but but even Madonna Justice did a lot of money at the box office this opening weekend. People wanted to see that film. And then they um, Wonder Woman was another strong movie. I mean, that was 2017 in early 2017. So. 
Aquaman they got right. So it's like, okay, cool. And I'll I'll give Justice League a pass because they were still really trying to figure out how to make their stuff work. And with Zack Snyder leaving and Josh Whedon having to pick up the pieces, it was kind of messy in terms of making a cohesive film. But now we shouldn't have Captain Marvel or I'm just going to say DC Captain Marvel to make it easy because Shazam is weird to Marvel, say. Because we yeah. know which one's going to be better. <laughs> I, you know, I'm probably Pretty much. You know, you can, you can say original Captain Marvel. How about that? Because I mean, okay, O C M. So, <laughs> um, I think it could work. And again, like I said, when Jason and I were at the theater screening for Aquaman, people were excited about seeing the Shazam movie, and. I think that concept could work. I don't think the trailers have done it justice, but I don't think that there have been a lot of DC films that have had the kind of Marvel Studio quality trailers. They have a different approach, and I don't think they sell their films very well. Um, Yeah, and I think that maybe it could work, and if that is the case, they need to have more films. Like, that should be, next year, 2020, should be the last year where we just get one DC movie. They need to start going hard, like maybe putting out one every quarter. Not so much to catch up with Marvel, but to further cement and establish their universe so people know, okay, this is a Warner Brothers DC film. This is what we're getting. Okay, Jeff. I don't know, man. What do you think after DC, like after, I mean, everybody in Justice League, like Flash makes no sense based on the TV show. Um, Cyborg, they rightfully scrapped that movie. Where, do, what do they do now? Like, do they add in a Hawkman? Do they add in like the rest of like some a green, a new Green Lantern? What do they go from here that wasn't in Justice League to say, all right, we've found the right pieces. We, we made some mistakes early on. Here is what we're going to do going forward. We understood Aquaman was the right way to go. We understand Wonder Woman hit the right tone and hopefully by then Shazam will have also hit uh, a generally good audience appeal. So I'm trying to figure out like if you're DC, like what do we do? Like we've, we have way too many misses at this point. So what is our next move? Like, do we expand the whole justice league? Do we go with a legion of superhero? I'm, I can't even, if I'm DC and DC exec, I don't actually know where, what the next step in this. Other than, okay. Yeah. We need to put more music movies out, but what? Real simple. I do another Superman movie to show the Justice League version of Superman in my movie. That's one thing, one of the first things I'm doing to show a Superman that cares about people, who enjoys life, wants to help people with a smile on his face, tries to do the right thing to show, hey, we've got Superman fixed now. Then I would do something like, uh, see, their, their problem is they have had too much success with TV and they've kind of gotten comfortable with that. And they didn't do dumb stuff like you can't put this character on your TV show anymore because we got him in a movie. But we'll do two Joker movies. Yeah. Um, we need to kill Amanda Waller off on your Arrowverse. But we're going to use a really good Amanda Waller and Suicide Squad. But everybody else kind of sucks. Yeah. So the problem is they need they just need. So I do another Superman movie. Then what I would do is something different like i always say legion would make a good tv series like a good 
DC Universe since they've got that outlet now. That would make a great show for them because they could focus on different characters and they could do it in a way where they don't have to use their powers all the time. When the budget they got, Titans. Titans could pretty much work for Legion of Superheroes because mm-hmm. it's a lot of talking in addition to the superheroic activity. Uh, so you do that, but I would. Um, Jeez, what do I do? I mean, they just have so many characters who we've seen before. We've seen Batman through numerous incarnations on the big screen. I wouldn't rush to get to him. But you know what I do that we haven't seen done right? Do a freaking Batman and Robin movie. Have Batman with Tim Drake or make it like Tim Drake's origin and have him. So we have a Nightwing who doesn't really want to do much with Batman and, and Tim Drake comes along and helps him get together, and then they stop Two-Face, or whatever villain you want to do. Because we've not seen that dynamic. And who cares about the, hey, it's not responsible for an adult to have a teenager going out with him and fighting. That's freaking Batman and Robin. We've never seen that. We have one take on Batman, and we've seen from Michael Keaton to Val Kilmer to Christian Bale to Ben Affleck. If you have Batman as a protector, shoot, you could even make it Damien. But have that dynamic of father and son the and it's a different take on Batman. Well, I mean, no, no I, cause I, I don't want Jason Todd as I like him as Red Hood. And so yeah. you do it that way and that's a oh, different that gives you that Batman. That gives you that no, wonderful you, series of Robins and then you can do the Battle of the Robins at some point. You get what I mean? Like, yo, know, Bruce disappears. But again, that, that shouldn't, like you were saying, exactly like you were saying, now, sorry, I'll just shut up, but exactly like you were saying, like, you, it's, we don't need that for another 10 years. You don't need any more Batman for another like five, to, you know, five to 10 years. We're done with that. We've kind of overdone. You know what I mean? We don't need to Jason Batman. We, we need a different take on him. So we've seen Batman upset and mad and not really talking and not getting along well with people. But if you have Batman teaching a young ward son sidekick how to be a hero and actually inspiring this kid to be a better person, that's a different take on Batman. And it's like, hey, that's cool. Because the whole reason to introduce Robin was to make Batman more accessible to kids. And if you do that in the movies, you don't dumb down, you don't water him down, you don't make him an Adam West happy-go-lucky Batman, but you make Batman a different person person and we haven't seen yet titans has made batman like this opposite thing where he's like this really bad influence maybe on on dick grayson but it's a different take and we haven't seen that batman as the mentor on the big screen yet that crappy batman and robin sucked and batman forever sucked because i mean they made robin the same age basically the dynamic works when you have batman with a younger kid going out fighting crime because you can have some fun and actual humor with Batman trying to be serious and a kid joking, making, uh, you know, cutting up some jokes or whatever. And it's like, it's just a different take on Batman and Robin. And you can make, you can do Damien and make him a younger psychopath and Batman trying to keep him in line. And maybe for a 2020 audience that works more. But I mean, they're different takes on Batman and we're, they are stuck on one take. So you got that. Then there are other characters you could also do. I wouldn't care about. I mean, they've got the Titans TV show, and that's that's so fresh that you don't need to go there. Um, but they have other things that could work on the TV show, like freaking Checkmate. That's a that's a series about a special ops unit where 
different guys go around on missions. It's like a James Bond superhero thing, and they wear this golden plated armor. And they've got people who are actors and stuntmen, and they just do all this kind of different things. That could make for a fun movie, like a Mission Impossible set in a DC universe. Um, I would also try something like the Justice Society. Like have a period piece that went over huge with Wonder Woman. Have a have your movie about a bunch of heroes in the 40s fighting Nazis. People like watching Nazis get beat up or most people, most rational thinking people like watching Nazis get beat up. Do a Justice Society movie where it's talking about the great values of America and stopping people oppressing others captain america the first avenger did that people loved it as a result captain america is well established we know who he is because he stands up to bullies you can do the same thing with those guys and you have the classic americana values throwing some diversity uh to show that it's not an idea only originated back in the 40s and and that can work too i mean there's lots of ways they can go but they just need to crank out more stuff and they can't be afraid if they make a mistake like Suicide Squad. They just have to keep firing and not go, well, people didn't like Suicide Squad and they didn't really like Justice League, so we can only do a movie once a year. Yeah, but that's my very long take on what DC needs to do with, or Warner Brothers needs to do with their DC universe. Uh, we all, we're trying to watch a few movies uh as we wind down this year. And on our thread discussion, we were talking about uh, Sandra Bullock's new movie, Bird Box. Gunner, you've actually watched this movie. You, you've uh, been responding to takes on it. What was what, what is I'll your thoughts it on it? Oh, Jace. Okay, all right, fellas. Okay. So let's hear your take on it. Jace, go. Okay. It, based on what I was seeing on social media, I was thinking this movie was like going to be like the biggest turd ever. But I'm like. Yeah, I, I like to be in the discussion, especially since we, we cover movies in, on our podcast, but it wasn't that bad. It was just kind of a thriller, kind of, that you, you never saw the bad guy. You never saw kind of what was the scaring the hell out of people, but it, it was like it was it had a good, diverse cast, so, which, which I liked. Uh, like the fact that Sandra Bullock was hooking up with the Black Marine at the end, like that was cool. Uh, right, don't spoil everything for people who haven't seen it, like me. Okay, so we want generalized. Okay, I mean, not yeah. you, you can talk about it. Just don't go into deep specifics. Okay, all right. Oh. Okay, well, it was like I said, it was a thriller. It's it's got good good acting. Uh, got got some good good actors in it. Good actresses. It's, I can't say what doesn't connect, but it, it does. It feels a little long, but that's also because you don't feel. A lot of times in thrillers, you have to see the threat to be like, oh, I, I'm in the same boat as they would be. That this one probably misses the boat by not doing that. But it, all in all, it's it's not a bad movie. The ending's not like stupid out of left field, so. It's, it's it's a two-hour movie. I think every. I mean, I think if you understand, it's not going to be the greatest movie. I think you could come in there and enjoy the movie. Okay, Gunner, what's your take? Uh, I think the casting was like kind of on point. I mean, you think about it, it was like everybody was just. It wasn't like, oh my god, these guys are going to win Oscars. No, some of them actually already been nominated and whatnot. Anyway, I mean, takes or, or nominated and won maybe anyway. 
mean, Thunder Bullet is playing the normal Thunder Bullet character, strong will, this, that, the other. I'm gonna fight through it, but I'm also flawed and I'm insecure, but I'm gonna fight through it too. Same old Thunder Bullet. Sarah Paulson, I'm just here. I'm confused. I'm gonna try to do this psychological. Oh, oh, well, all right, done. You know what I mean? John Malkovich is just John Malkovich. The end. If you're a John Malkovich fan, just watch the movie. The end. Little Rel. <laughs> little Rel, Little Rel. And then, you know, it's good to see, like, it's kind of, it was kind of cool to see, like, Machine Gun Kelly, like, kind of, like, just thrown in there, right? You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, hey, that's interesting. Um, and then, you know, like, like Jason said, like, it was cool to see them not skirt around the interracial love interest situation. I mean, it's the end of the world. And, you know, you see all these kind of movies like this where, oh, we're, well, we can't show them being in love. You know, they, like, they, like, skirt around it or don't really, like, talk about it. Like, no, it's the end of the world. I mean, obviously, we're going to hook up with what happens, right? Sorry, I'm, it's not a spoiler. It's just, you know, I mean, you see that in the opening, in the little little preview thing in um, on Netflix. So it's not a spoiler. But, yeah, Trevante, Trevante, Trevante and Rose from mm-hmm. uh, Moonlight or whatever, the last, you know, when he, you know, Moonlight, like, look, this dude... I was impressed by his acting stuff because we didn't see a whole lot of them in Moonlight. I think the last time I saw him was in the AZ music video. Like, you know what I mean? He wasn't bad there. But, you know, oh, he's you know, in Predator, was, too. I'm not watching that. Um, so I'm, I told you that. I'm not watching that. <laughs> movie. You're crazy. Um, so I got to, it was nice to see him on something that's popular. And that was great. And, <laughs> and I was just like, okay, cool. But is it... The question is, is it worth all the hype and social media buzz and all this stuff? I'm like, word of mouth is amazing. Um, I saw an offshoot kind of annoying meme that said, uh, we, you know, we advertise each other's businesses like we did, you know, Bird Box. I'm like, first of all, not everybody's business needs to be advertised. Like, we ain't doing no five links, sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Come on now. Like, I know, you know what I mean? You can just smell the words for that crap. But I do enjoy, I did enjoy the fact that this kind of, this was a movement. I'm like, I like movements like this. Did it deserve all the hype? I don't know, man. It's a watchable movie. But I, I kind of liken it like, I liken it to um, Jurassic Park and Avatar, where it was just like totally hyped up. And yeah, I don't see it as a coincidence that I'm talking about the same director. Um, anyways, it was totally hyped up and watchable. But I would love to know what would happen without all the hype, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's just a watchable movie. It's it's cool. I don't, you know, it's the same old, like, oh, doomsday scenario. Let's see how this would happen. You think about what you would do in this situation, blah, 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 right? So I won't spoil it but completely, but it, it, it's watchable, right? And, you know, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like I said, it was good. It was a good acting. I'll, would I watch it again? Probably not, you know, and that's saying a lot for me just because, you know, I already seen it. Like, <laughs> again, it's watchable, okay. not – yeah. Do you think anybody like and I'm and I've just looked on social media just based the reason why I'm looking at it, watch it was because so many people on social media none of them were saying it was the greatest movie ever. They were just saying like no. kind of I'm watching it, but they weren't and they were like eh, it's okay it's like C plus B but nobody said oh it's great but everybody kind of just like you know what I'm willing to check it out so I'm part of the exactly. conversation. You no, know, you know what exactly. I think it was all the memes. It was all well, the, the memes. People wanted to understand what the memes are. They want right? to understand. But, like, yeah. but you know, the, to me, the thing about this movie, Gunner, is that with, uh, like you said, word of mouth, the the un- trying to understand what does this mean, what is the entity or, that we're afraid of, etc. And it's like a Rorschach test. I mean, you can interpret this however you want. 
it's I've heard white privilege, social media, I've yeah. heard racism, I've heard sexism, everything. It's all about how you interpret the true villain of this movie is based on which lenses you're watching it through, which is kind of the beauty of the movie. I don't think it's, it's not groundbreaking or anything like that, but it, at least what it is is letting it's open-ended in the regard that it's not explaining what the entity is. The entity is really up to you and the viewer, how you watch and view and, and what you, I guess what you personalize is the viewing experience as to what you think the fear is. Yeah. And I dig that. And I like that part. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Now, how do these people survive it? Like, you know what I mean? Let me right, tell you right, what I right. to do. I'll tell you what, Netflix is better than Bright. I'm glad you did that. You know what I mean? They had another one. What is it? Budbone? Like, that was good. You know what I mean? This, is, this goes up there with that. Like, it's really good. Great cast. You can tell they spent a good amount of money on it. But then not so much because there wasn't a lot of special effects. There's been right. money because look at all that. Look at the cast. I mean, the, cast the money went cheap. to the cast. <laughs> <laughs> cast ain't cheap. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, you have a child. I don't want to spoil it. But there's one person I'm sitting here like, she's kind of expensive to kind of kill off first. All right. Peace. You know what I mean? And just random. Like, there's a lot of characters like that. It's like, between, all right. Yeah, between Sandra Bullock, Sarah Paulson, and John Malkovich, that's at least 40% of your budget right there. Exactly. I don't think Lil Rel is cheap anymore. After um after uh after uh get out so Dude, <laughs> how old is little Rail? He got more gray in his beard than me. Yeah, he kind of looked a little old there. I was like, I thought he well, was young. Well, I'm about to look it up. Give me a sec. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like new no more than 35. Yeah. Dude, he's only 39. Dude, this dude was born. He's older than me. Month after me, one month after me, and I look like I'm 20 something. This kid looks like this dude looks like. <laughs> Golly, hard living. God, hard living. That's hard living, but I'm glad he made it now. Apparently, he's good now, so good for him. He needs some just for men, I guess. Oh, not the JFM. Anyways. Anyways, Bird Box. Eh, I give it a, I don't know. I don't have to really have a scale. How many Nicolas Cage heads? One of the five oh, Nicolas Cage heads. How many? Well, I watched it at night while I was really sleepy after the holiday stuff, so, you know, Same they here. couldn't grab my attention. You know what I mean? I'm sitting here like, eh. You know, what did I give the last one? 98 for Aquaman? No, I'll give uh, I'll give this one a, I'll give this one a passing grade. You know what I mean? I'll give it All a right. 70. 75? <laughs> 70, 70 Nicolas Cage heads? Alright. Yeah, I'll give it a C. Alright. Have we all seen A Quiet Place yet? Oh, oh yeah. I think I saw it. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil anything since Jace hasn't seen it. Um, Javon, is it the same concept or is it not at all? Similar, very similar, where you interpret the fear as you interpret it. Um, but you can, you with a quiet place, you really can't go in the same direction as Bird Box because Bird Box is never really established. At least with a quiet place, there's an entity we're running from. Right. What that entity is, you know, you make the call on that, right? Good deal. Okay. All right. So, fellas, well, we're at that time where I wanted to, since it's the last one for 2018, get your top 10 list in terms of the movies that you've seen. Now, if you haven't seen 10 movies or if you haven't seen 10 good ones, feel free to shorten your list. And if you also want to go into your top 10 worst films, have at it. Uh, who's feeling adventurous enough to go first? Who's feeling uh, I, I'm, I'm I'll leap. All right, Javon, what's your um, In no particular order, my top ten of the year. Um, Black Klansman, 
Annihilation, um, Black Panther, keeping it black. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry to bother you, keeping it black. The, this is the black of the black, then I'm black, y'all live. Um, <laughs> uh, surprisingly, Mortal Engines, even though it was stupid, Whoa. Uh, it was, it was stupid, but I liked it. Because you know what I liked about it? I got no. trashed before I seen the movie, so therefore I got oh, I, I trashed man. the movie. I, I trashed I, the movie, right? I had jokes galore, man. That that's something that we should do is just trash movies while we watch them, like Mystery Science Theater, because that was fun to do that for Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines is is a is a school bus fire of a movie. It's just it's it's terribly dumb, but that's what you end up loving about it because it's so dumb and they're taking it so damn serious, right? London's coming. Watch out. Rolling London will kill us all. Yeah, it's it's garbage. It's garbage, but it's good because you can trash it. Um pay for that? <laughs> huh? Did you pay for it? Uh no, that was that was straight up uh what do you God. call this thing? The fire stick. Yeah. Thank God. I'm, I'm telling myself, so what internet. Um We do not condone We do not condone uh, that in any sort of way. My I name is Aloysius Jones, by the way. Javon is my pseudonym. I, my name is Aloysius Jones. Um, <laughs> trying to save trying to save trying to save podcast. Nathan, <laughs> legal counsel. Right. Legal, our legal representation will concur. <laughs> um, his name is his name. Actual name is Bartholomew Jameson. <laughs> not Jameson. I need you not to dime yourself out. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. All was right. that your list? Where are you on your list now? I'm at number five. Uh, Bumblebee, uh, Mission Impossible, Roma. Uh, I saw a movie. Um, it was the Corn Brothers movie that's been on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it. Buster Scruggs. Buster Scruggs. I liked it, so I'm going to throw it in there. Um, Wait a second. Here. You put a movie you don't even remember the name to on your list? It was, a, it was just one of those one-watch joints, but I liked it. And that was one okay. of the best ones I've seen so far. And it was just over the holiday. Um, uh, Buster Scruggs. And uh, to round out the list... I said Annihilation. Um, eh, Incredibles 2. All right, begrudgingly Incredibles 2. Because it's basically Incredibles 1 with different villains. That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you have any worst films? Incredibles 2. <laughs> because it was good, but at the same time, I was like, come on, man. Really? You're just going to give us the same movie with... Uh, all right, now Mrs. Incredible is out there, and why did they have to make Mrs. Incredible ass so big in that movie? I'm that was something why that, you kept checking it out. Well, because you couldn't run away from it, and because it stretches you, out to sit in seats. That is incredible. It, that's incredible in itself. Um, when you like, like if you Google and look at the movie, that so many articles were about just that. It was like really, and then when you started to pay attention to it, you're like, yeah, that's it's weird. But nah, nah, either way, Incredibles two because it was it was just the same movie. Um, oh God, what else did we see that was bad? Uh, what was that? More, nah, more Mortal Engines, yeah, of course. Uh, A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, that stunk. Um, yeah, it did. It really did. Um, 
And it's one of those movies you got to go see when you got kids. You know, it's it's just, it's bad. It's bad. Um, damn, I'm trying to think. Oh, you know what? I missed one. I missed one. Uh, was it for your consideration? That should be on my list. That should be on my list. No, not for your consideration. I'm I'm drawing a blank. Golly, uh, Melissa McCarthy's movie. As you you yeah, see so many movie. things. Oh, uh, can you ever forgive me? You're talking about the Happy Time me. Murderer. No, that well, she's on here twice. Can you ever forgive me? Is on the best list. Happy Time Murders was on the worst list because I fell asleep twice during that movie. It was terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I wake up and get what? What? I'm oh, going back. I woke up and went back to sleep. That movie stunk. They tried too hard. They tried too hard. And as much as I wanted to like. Widows and the Spider Verse. I can't. I like this Into the Spider Verse, but I don't know. I just I couldn't. It couldn't crack the top ten. Um, God, uh, I'm about to find worse. Isle of Dogs is on my worst. That's the Wes Anderson movie, and I wanted to like it, but I just it was all right. It was it was a little. It was I don't know. When when it comes to like, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. Um. Because of the quirkiness of it, it's a quirky movie, and it's based on a book. It, it was a good movie, um, but Wes Anderson specializes in making the whitest of white people movies. Sorry, white people, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but you will feel the same way if you were watching a, a incredibly black movie, or incredibly, you know, it's just, a Boots Riley movie. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is a Jap- This is a movie based on like. A, a Japanese uh, a sickness of dogs or what have you that they isolated all the dogs to a garbage island, but it still was like Moonrise Kingdom. It was or whatever else Wes Anderson has done. This is incredibly like specific to white people movies. Um, God, what else counts? I'm trying to think. I didn't like Ready Player One either. Sorry, didn't like it. Didn't like it. That's my six. I. Uh, okay. I just, yeah. Oh God, damn it, Jeff! I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. You really are. I'm not trying to your list. Yeah, I gotta add uh, a number eleven to my or number twelve uh, to my best list. Nick Cage, man, how are we forgetting Nick Cage right here? You forgetting him? Nobody else is gonna get. <laughs> all right, I'm forgetting him. I, I I can't forget my man Nick Cage. I cannot forget my man Nick Cage, man. Which one are you putting in? Um, my man, Chainsaw. Mandy? Mandy? Uh, Mandy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mandy was tight. Mandy was crazy as hell. I forgot it because, like, most people are going to trash it because it's not, like, your your best movie, but I love Mandy because it was insane. It was. <laughs> All parts of insane. It was insane. All right, I'm going to try to do my worst again. Venom, um... Solo, um, A Wrinkle in Time, Happy Time Murders, um, and uh, The Incredibles. It, it's on the best and worst because they just gave us the same movie. But we bit. I, at least I bit, and I went to see it. I liked it, but I hated it because it was the same shit. That's my list. All right. Chase, you got yours? Yes. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to do them in any real particular order. But I, 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 these are the six movies. I, I, and if I'm cheating a little bit, uh, you're, you're feel free to knock me. Uh, first one, Death of Superman. I really think that was the 
right call on updating uh, Superman Doomsday and making that into one, making splitting that storyline into two movies. I thought that was, and then updating this with the new DC animated stuff. I thought that was a really good way to go. Uh, and uh, Avengers Infinity Wars. I mean, let's just <laughs> move on. That was everything we expected it to be. Uh, Black Panther. That was everything. I mean, that was better than we could have ever. I mean, we we anticipated. I think we were all we were excited to see what they could do with Black Panther, but they really just knocked that out of the park. Uh, next, Aquaman. Because I'm glad a DC got a win. Uh, and that I think that movie was very well deserved of the uh, high claim that it's received so far. And the last one, oh no, no, I got two more. The next one is Mission Impossible Fallout. I thought that was it to, to, to go to make for, to make a movie that makes the previous movie better. That's even I mean that's a real accomplishment, and I think that Fallout did a good job on that. And the next one, uh, last one I'm going to go with on my uh, good list is. Uh, Maze Runner, Death Cure. I, I really do like how they wrapped up that Maze Runner saga. And the the at the end of that movie, you really felt like something actually happened, which I really appreciate. Like a lot of the young adult movies, you're like everything's a status quo or kind of there's only nobody, nobody really, you, you don't lose any of your favorite characters. But Death Cure was like, yeah, uh, not everybody's safe in this. And I, th- I thought that was a really good way to go on that. So that that's my list. Okay. You have any worse? I do not, because most of the things that I would say are the worst are the stuff I had no intentions of going to see. And I could mm-hmm. trash movies that I didn't see, but I just I didn't have the time to go talk about some movie that I just thought was garbage. Now wait, uh was um uh, what is that movie? Room uh, Table 1819? Was that this year? Because <laughs> that actually, I did see that. If that was this year, oh my oh, gosh. That thing was it was awful. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. It's like, what was that? Was thinking, what the hell was that? Wait, I remember the advertising for that, and then it just went away. <laughs> okay, what was okay, it? I'll, I'll set up the premise, and you tell me, I mean, listen to how this movie sounds. like, Right. A wedding, and this is the table of people who aren't really close friends of their family, but they're oh, just invited to the wedding. Yeah. What? So it's like it's got Lisa Kendrick, Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick's, uh, what'd you say? Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Yeah. Anna Hendricks. You mean from Mad Men? Nah. From uh, no. Twilight. Pitch Perfect and all that. Oh, her. Oh, RBF. Permanent RBF. Yes. I mean, but again, and this, a table of misfits in a wedding. Like, this should be a damn funny movie. Should. That movie was just like, how did y'all just miss the. I mean, it's like, it just went completely the wrong direction. It was just like, wow. Well, I'm going to need to get drunk to forget that movie. Like, well, Jason, oh, here's the thing. A, was this in the theater? Because I know I saw it on cable quickly. I saw it on cable. Yeah, it was. I like, saw it on HBO. Yeah, it was cable fast. Gosh. Like, it probably came out in January 18 and was on cable by April of 18. That must have been it. Because I was like, mm, this could have yeah. been better, but it wasn't that Well, bad. Here's, here's yeah. the thing. 
it, the premise sounds great. The cast, like the cast doesn't. No, the cast is Lisa Kudrow's and uh, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick's can be funny. It's like, uh, like, I, like Anna I've Kendrick needs her. a right cast around her. She, she needs a right, cast, the right around cast around her. her. Yeah, she's not one of them people that can you can just insert her in anything. And to me, Craig Robinson is only as funny as the people around him. And yeah. Lee, but Lisa Kudrow is a pro. You can put Lisa right. Kudrow in any damn thing, right? Exactly. So you say Lisa Kudrow's Craig, Craig and her, they should be able to come up with a good movie. And it was like the most, it was like, you think you're going into the thing, it is a comedy. This is like a sad, depressing table. It's like, what the hell? What? Yeah, they were all losers, like, in some they way, shape, or form. And not, like, funny losers, like, that huh. one movie, the, 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 the Christmas well, or, what, dinner with Buck, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, you no, know what, gonna, worth, Yeah, like I agree you, with Jason. You just said it right there, right? Like, it's supposed to be a table of losers. When I look at Anna Kendrick's face, I don't see, like, this is a, a, a habitual loser of a broad, right? I see her as being... um like the face of, of white privilege. Like, I don't like her face. And it's not her personally. She just has that kind of face that represents, I come from money and you don't, so you have about three seconds to impress me before I totally ignore you the rest of the evening. Okay, That's like, she looks in, like. in the movie, though, she's literally like the bride, I mean, the groom's like ex-girlfriend. Or no, it's the groom or one of the two, like, main persons, like, ex Boy, girlfriend, like so. It's, I mean, it's like you really like. Hey, we were really no. She was like the bridesmaid, the, right. should have been the maid of honor, but then got kicked out. So it's like you were supposed to be in table one. Now you're in table nineteen. So it's like this could should you, work. Could this work better with jokes? let's say? Could this work better with let's say Amy Schumer? Uh, no, because no, no. I'm always for Anna Kendrick's getting yeah. work over Amy Schumer. Yeah, One, and, and two, honestly, you don't feel two. any sympathy for Amy Schumer. You'd be like, yeah, you deserve that. No, nah, I mean, with Amy Schumer, look, she stole from Patrice O'Neill, and that's that to me. That's you. you that's a crime in the highest court. So you don't do that. But my thing with Amy Schumer is this: at least when she's acted, she can deliver a little bit. She's not terrible. Stand up, I don't think she's well, funny. The thing is, like, it's not a comedy. I mean, like, you, I, I told everything. It's not I told a comedy. You. It's not no, a comedy. No, it's a drama. It's a drama with comedic elements. That's terrible. So that should be a straightforward comedy. It's the it's the way it's written. Where I was oh like, yeah, no, that's bad. So, so if you're expecting bad. a comedy, yeah, don't watch it. But when oh, I, I I think bad. I saw it by accident, and I'm like, I saw like maybe <laughs> you know the last forty eh, fifty minutes of it, right? So yeah, I'm like, I'm, oh, well, let me I'm see the rest. Sorry. And I'm like, oh, there really isn't a rest. This was Damn, really well, it. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, exactly, I thought this was straightforward comedy. Exactly, because everything nah. I've told you says this is a, has to be a comedy. No, oh. it's a drop. It's like, what? Oh, so at no fault of them, this is just a poorly conceptualized movie. Incorrect Poorly conceptualized movie. It's funny, like, Jeff reviewed this movie, and I'm like, I was like, I got, I got roped into this one. I'm like, I know this movie's going to be bad, but I'm going to let you watch this. And then just to make you judge your own decisions. Mm. And then it was like, she was like, yeah, that wasn't a good call. I'm like, I told you that at the beginning. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and Anna Kendrick, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, it's not personal. I'm pretty sure you're a lovely woman. It's just your face. 
You just have a yeah, mean looking. No, please. I think honestly, if you saw her in Pitch Perfect, like if you saw her in Pitch Perfect or what's the other one, like uh, the Twilight ones, she's she looks like a a a, a normal person. She's like uh, it's like uh, I'm I'm kind of awkward, but I'm pretty, so I can probably get around that. Uh, she just she looks like a mean girl to me, like. She looks it's like that. it's more of a she just acts the exact same way in everything for every character. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. try to watch a Vanessa Williams movie, right? Like, no, I'm yeah, she's the same. She's, yeah, she's the same in every character. I get that part. I get that. But for me, it's the face. Like I've seen so many girls just have that face. It's like you just wouldn't be happy with anything, would you? It's like you all. You just always look pissed off. It just doesn't. It doesn't help. And that's just how I feel. I'm sorry. I don't know this woman from a can of paint. I'm, pretty, I'm sure she's lovely. The generalization <laughs> is high on that one. It is. Okay. <laughs> All right. Garner, you, you got your list ready? Yes, I do. All right. I am let's ready. do it. Okay. First things first. I'll, just, I'll start from, you know, disclaimer. I did not see Into the Spideyverse or Beale Street yet, so I'll hold off. On judgment completely, so understand that this list has those two caveats. So, starting from 10, Mission Impossible Fallout. Nine, Deadpool. Two, I thought that was a fine movie. It just wasn't like, it was a great Deadpool movie, right? So, mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Number eight, Bohemian Rhapsody. Number seven, sorry for bothering you. Six, Black Landsman. Five would be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Four, Aquaman. It jumped up. Three, Creed 2. Thought that was a wonderful movie. And y'all know my top two. I mean, it's not even a... It's not a mystery. Avengers is two. Black Panther is number one. The only mystery was what what was going to be one or two. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you sure it wasn't All Star Superman? All Star Superman, first of all, came out. I don't know what year that crap came out. But All Star Superman should be on my top 10 to 200 (laughs) crap list. And it's the bottom of that, or the top of that. Oh, man. Terrible. All right. What's your worst list? Well, I didn't see any, like Jake said, I did not see any movies that I would be, you know, I would have gone to that would be on that list because I have a good radar on that stuff. So the list consists of two movies. I was just like, not seeing that crap. And surprisingly, Bumblebee's not on it. I'll watch it when it comes on TV. What I will never watch is Green Book. It's not going to, no, that's, nope, no thank you. And to hear Mahershala Ali just said, oh, I got to apologize to the family. That's already a good sign. Nope, I was correct. Do not watch that crap. And Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robin Hood, whatever this one was that was, looked just like the Prince of Thieves, only you know trying to be Damn. you know Arrow. Damn it, trying Gunner! At the same time. <laughs> Damn it, Gunner! I saw that movie, and it was <laughs> yeah. so bad. I you, you ever see something like something so horrific you kind of repress it to memory? <laughs> Damn it. They they tried to modernize Robin Hood and all it was missing was like 
a dance sequence or the Migos uh-huh. coming out. Yeah, all it was missing was like the Migos in a uh, like middle of the film, uh, like in the casino scene. I'm not gonna spoil it, but they had a casino the night. Casino? You can spoil it. Casino night in Nottingham, right in one of the castles. Like all it was missing was the Migos doing like stir fry, like dance with my dog in the night. That's all it was missing. I don't like, understand why there's a casino. I don't. I there, really don't understand that. I'm gonna go watch Kevin Costner's joint just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Ooh, this movie, <laughs> was, it was. They tried to mix. What they really tried to do was modernize Robin Hood, but keep the elements of, you know, uh, old Sherwood English lore. Yeah, Sherwood Forest, not uh, Sherwood Forest, and all that. But modernize it and and make it hip in 2019 or whatever. That movie doesn't work in any generation. That movie doesn't work in any era they tried to put it in. It just it was terrible. It was it was it was an abomination of a film. It was terrible. And everybody Oh yeah, your radar is on point. Everybody involved in that movie should have been ashamed of their damn self. Seriously. <laughs> okay. I, I, Jeff, I actually have to make one more amendment. I forgot to put Crazy yeah, Rich Asians. Y'all need to write through this <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was top five. I didn't think it was top ten. Now, but did anybody see Teen Titans Go? Anybody I did. Oh, that was a movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I was a movie. So, I just uh, like it's a lot of movies that I like that I wouldn't put on. It's just you know I, I'm. I'm oh, I'm talking. Movie. I'm talking about worst of like Hotel Transylvania, Javon. Yeah, I saw that too. Cause my youngest wanted to see it. She liked the first one. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. I don't count it because it's little kid terrible. You know what I mean? Okay. Little kid terrible. Like I was barely like I, you. You you're sitting there as a you're a shell at that point when you're watching those movies. Like I'm not even focused on anything going on here. Like I'm in my phone. I'm looking into the circuitry of my phone. Like, like, I can't even turn my phone on, but I know it's in my pocket. Like, I'm looking into the circuitry of this phone. <laughs> well, I didn't care. I didn't care. We were like one of six people in the whole damn theater. I was looking into the complex circuitry of my cell phone to try to ignore the movie that was going on right in front of my face. I did not care. I was trying hard not to care. It was that bad. Okay. Okay. Oh, guess the instant family? Stop going through lists. <laughs> I'm just... These these are funny. These are ones I'm like, all right, we all avoid it because we're pretty oh, much like... Oh, okay, let's stop going with what you guys avoided. I'll go through my list now. Okay. Um, let's see. So, I'm going to go with... Because I need to break it down. I'm not going to do this on my official list on livesmoviefiles.com. But here, I can break it down a little bit more to different things because I don't feel like independent films are always on the same plane as uh, blockbuster Hollywood films. So uh, on my top five independent films, I'm going to put Jurassic games and these aren't in order either. Jurassic games was one of those films that clearly took advantage of a new Jurassic world coming out, but actually had something smart to do with it. So they set these murderers and other uh, criminals in this virtual reality world where they had to escape dinosaurs and the survivor got paroled. So it's basically like, uh, what's that? The running man, the Schwarzenegger film. That sounds um, dumb as it. Oh my gosh. But, but it was really funny. Like the dinosaurs look cheap, 
but it didn't matter because it was a virtual reality world. So they didn't have to look great. I mean, okay, it was like, cool. Yeah, they covered their base with that one. That made sense of its whack budget by coming up with a gimmick to explain it. I mean, I was like, that's smart. I can dig that. Yeah, so it was good. And the cast was like surprisingly good. Like, it was, it's one that I saw, you know, I mean, back in June, but I still thought it was really good for what it was. Hello, um, Jeff. I'm sorry. Who's in it? Who's in it? Who's in it? Oh, man. Let me pull this up real fast here. No real That sounds like something I'd be, I'd be into. Um, I feel like there was no one that you would really know. Um, Hold on. All right. Ron, oh, okay. My fault. You probably do. Perry Reeves, she played uh, Ari's wife on Entourage. Okay. Ryan Merriman, he played uh, The Pretender. He was in a Final Destination movie. Okay. Nobody else is like really big. It's got a little diversity in the cast, but I mean, it's just a, it's a goofy and like these independent films will try to hit up on these blockbuster films and try to do their own spin. This one actually worked because it it was more than just say let's rip off a concept and just do our own thing. It it was funny. It entertained me. Um, Who's Jenna? This was a weird film. But I liked it because it was this guy who thought that his girlfriend looked like porn star Jenna Jameson. And it was just goofy because the chick does not look like Jenna Jameson. And um, he's just like on the whole movie trying to figure out how this works. And it's just a goofy film, but I, I liked it. I mean, again, it's not a, the best movie I saw all year, but it was cute for what it was. Um, Prodigy was a film that was about this psychiatrist trying to help this young girl who's starting to show some uh, telekinetic powers. Again, not too flashy, but cool. Uh, the Cured was a film about people who got infected. It's like a 28 days later, 28 weeks later kind of deal with zombies running around. But unlike other zombie films, these jokers have now been cured. And it's dealing with the fallout from their murderous actions and their, you know, kind of nightmares remembering when they were savagely whoa. devouring people. What was whoa, I wanna see that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the zombie trials. Uh zombie trials. No 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 I'm just I'm just saying that gun. <laughs> but that, uh, that's here. Awesome. Yeah. Ellen Page is in it. Um Oh, Ron Lawler. He's uh he played uh one of Thanos in Avengers: Infinity War. But it's really good. Like it was, it was surprising. It's like, man, this is this is cool. And it, it's where can powerful. I find this? Uh, maybe Netflix, a video on demand. Yeah, okay. It was on Stars and all that. I yeah. saw something. I mean, it probably plays around. Okay, cool. I'll yeah, if you have a DVR, on. just uh, set the recorder for it. But it was cool. I, I liked it. Um, that's yeah. it. Jeff, I'm sorry not to cut you off, but that's one of the things I, I love but hate about the times we live in now. There's so much media to consume that you cannot possibly take it all in. So things like this slip through the cracks. Hey, man, that, that's what I'm here for. To, to tell you what's cool that you may have missed that, that slipped through the cracks. Exactly. And then there's other movies. Subscribe to LylesMovieFiles.com, folks. Bam. There you go. Good job. And then a recent one that I saw was Killer Kate. Now this one, it was uh, kind of like a uh, your next. So and I like the premise. I like the cast. It it was it's so close from being really good, but it's uh four women go away to a bed and breakfast 
for a bachelorette party and this family who are psychotic try to kill them in their little little um cabin in the woods and it's 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 one of those weird things you know like sometimes you hear about a horror movie and it's like ah all right, let's get to the killing but this one actually does a good job of setting out the characters and make you care about them so when they start getting killed i'm like oh man and it may have had the funniest like cameo appearance of any movie i've seen this year because like the pizza man comes during the midst of this murderous carnage and he's like what's going on i just need to deliver this pizza and he's just so oblivious to everything else and he does not care that there are people getting killed and he's just like i gotta get out of here and make my deliveries it's it's crazy but i like the movie because it it has a nice little carnage but it actually was one of those rare films that make you care about the people during everything uh so those are my like independent films and then i've also got a couple international films because i don't think they quite qualify as independent but they weren't widely distributed here in theaters. Operation Red Sea, of course, I had to give a shout out to because they put Lyle's movie files, quote, on the Blu-ray cover. So big shout out to that one. Basically, it is the most extravagant, I'm making up a word, uh, war movie. Uh, this, this naval crew has to go over land, sea, and air to stop these terrorists. It is absurd the level of crazy action in this one movie where it's like one action scene would be the finale in most movies. But it, it is so crazily over the top with the action, special effects and everything is just really cool. It's like a hyped up version of Operation uh, or Black Hawk Down and some of those other more high energetic action war movies you've seen. Really good. And the other one is The Great Battle. And this is loosely based on historical events but basically it's a lord of the Rings style uh, imagine like the the helms deep fight being an entire movie and that's kind of what you got with this one where this this guy comes he's infiltrating the camp to assassinate the leader but ends up respecting the leader and then has to help him fight off these hordes of invaders as they keep trying to take his castle down it is great when that one comes on blu-ray i'm getting that as well but uh, it's a lot of fun especially if you're a fan of lord of the ring type fights next subcategory netflix because netflix put out a ton of movies and i kind of don't want to give them that like you know throw them into the main list but there were way too many movies to ignore and not to give a shout out set it up it's probably one of the best romantic comedies i've watched in a very long time in theaters or at home uh tay diggs lucy Liu were in it so it gets a million points for me for having diverse casting and it's funny and that's something we don't normally see a lot for romantic comedies even in theaters uh candy jar which is kind of like a debate club romantic comedy cute also diverse cast and i like that netflix is kind of going away from the traditional this is what romantic comedy looks like um and they keep experimenting with different things uh christmas chronicles i just saw kurt russell playing santa claus good stuff and uh princess switch with vanessa hudgens playing two characters and lastly to all the boys uh lana condor lana condor is playing uh, going as this young girl who is trying to get all the information back after her love letters to five guys leaks out and it's another cute really good movie uh, so yeah, those were good. So those are, if you've missed them on Netflix, check those out.
now for my main top 10, which I'm still, I have too many on my list that I need to actually cut down to a 10. But I think this is what I'm going to work with for now. In no particular order, Mission Impossible Fallout may be the best action movies, just pure action movie I've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, like Jay said, it made me care about Mission Impossible uh, 5, which I did not up to that point, but it was so good. Um, it, it was one of those Mission Impossibles where it's not just a Tom Cruise show. Uh, the stunts were crazy. The action was insane. I give Tom Cruise so much props for being his age, going around and doing all this stuff. It, it, it's insane what he's doing, and it just looks great. Uh, let's see. Um, also going to throw Aquaman in there because I liked Aquaman. I thought they finally made this dude look cool. Uh, in 3D, it's an amazing spectacle. The colors pop. It is Aquaman in a way that probably I never thought would be done on the big screen. Also going to put Black Klansman up there. John David Washington, he seems like he's going to be like the guy his, his father Denzel is over the course of the next 20, 30 years. I mean, he, he made this crazy, impressive leading debut. And the story is amazing. It's just like a black dude infiltrating the Klan. And it's just I love watching Nazis and the Klan look like goose and cartoonish idiots so i was always on board for that uh spider-man into the spider-verse such a great comic book movie uh, the animation really took advantage of being able to do anything with a comic book premise and it had a really great story uh family and you know trying to trying to live up to your own expectations and not try to live in somebody else's shadow actually had a good positive message with it as well uh, Creed 2, absolutely, there is no way this was not making my list. That movie was, I'm a huge Rocky series fan. Uh, I was, I really love Creed, and Creed 2 made me, like, such a fan of the Creed franchise, because these movies have been great. Uh, I was really kind of worried when Ryan Coogler wasn't returning to direct it, but Stephen Cable uh, Jr. did an excellent job, and yeah, definitely can't wait for that, uh, to watch it several more times when it comes out on Blu-ray. Uh, Christopher Robin, I'm definitely putting on my list too because I, I'm a sucker for Winnie the Pooh and Ewan McGregor in the title and the lead role, uh, Jim Cummings voicing all the characters, particularly Winnie the Pooh, uh, definitely a winner for me. Uh, if you, if Beale Street could talk, uh, Barry Jenkins looks like he's going to be one of those filmmakers who everything he makes, you're just going to want to watch. And so far his track record is a perfect two for two. And this one's really good. It's another one like Black Klansman where you're like, gosh, why are we still talking about these same issues in 2018? But it, it's a really well done film. Uh, like Jace, also going to put Death of Superman on my main list because this is the Death of Superman story. I wanted to see this was done better than Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice where they killed off Superman and it didn't mean anything. This one does it right, and I'm sure Reign of the Superman is going to be on my top 10 list for 2019. Uh, uh, I'm not sure where I am on my count, so I'm going to go to my last two. Like Gunner, uh, Black Panther, and Avengers Infinity War, I am still debating on which one is number one and which one is number two. Black Panther is a cinematic experience. The second I saw it in February, I said, good luck everybody else trying to top this. The only one that's come close has been Avengers Infinity War. And that's only because I like the big superhero movies where a bunch of superhero characters on screen at once. And that was like the mecca of superhero team ups with everybody in it. It was so cool to quote to quote Thor. So that's my list of top 10 favorites 
independence, uh, Netflix, and everything in between. Now for my worst list, because I have several. I watched too many films that I did not like. Uh, Supercon. Supercon is a movie that's set in a comic book con, which should make for a funny movie. This one was not. It was stupid, and it played to all the dumb stereotypes. It was just terrible. So that one's on my list. Red Sparrow absolutely has to get on this list because Jennifer Lawrence tried to pull in her La Femme Nikita style film. At first, when it was announced, I was like, oh, shoot, Marvel Studios, you guys wasted too much time. Somebody beat you to the punch in getting out a good Black Widow movie. No problem. This one's a sucky Black Widow movie. Do not see this one. I wanted I wanted so much to like The Commuter with Liam Neeson because, I mean, that dude, he does those action movies. And regardless of the premise, it's just good. But honestly, I would watch nonstop one million times instead of watching The Commuter another time. And I really like nonstop, so that's not a knock on that one. But The Commuter is just a boring ripoff where he's on a train and he's got to stop you know, some big problem from happening. And it's just so by the books and not exciting like nonstop was. If you want to watch another Liam Neeson, watch The Grey again like I did, which is just an excellent movie on all fronts. Death Wish. I did not like this remake. Bruce Willis is trying to pull out his uh, Charles Bronson and it does not work. Um, yeah, it's like the dudes going in the hood, going around killing people. Most of the time, they are not the same skin tone as him. So, not a good look in 2018. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's so many on my bad list. Monster Party. Terrible movie about serial killers who are trying to cure their addiction by going to a therapy session and instead try to kill the servers at their party. Not fun, not good, all bad. The Predator. Man, how do you mess up a franchise? You do this movie. You let Shane, Iron Man 3, Black, directed and turn the Predator into a comedy. That's how. Not good. Happy Time Murderers. Melissa McCarthy snorts sugar dust. And uh, Silly String is used as sperm for puppets. Enough said. And let's see. Truth or Dare. Now this movie, if it is stuck to its first half... I would have liked it. It may have even snuck into my, you know, top 15 list. But it goes off the rails because it starts getting really mean and stupid where people have to do dares like sleep with their best friend. But there's no real sets in stone way to pull off these rules. So sleeping could mean laying in bed and going to sleep with someone, not actually having sex with them. And it just gets stupid and dumb as the movie continues to go on. And it is a it gets it earns a really bad terrible rating for me because it keeps getting worse the longer it goes on now this was honestly going to be pretty much my lock for number one until cartel 2045 showed up danny trejo needs money desperately because that is the only excuse for why any person would show up for this movie it's awful and it has maybe the worst effects i've seen in the last two decades it would have looked fake back in 1990 and it is so bad it makes the ed 209 from robocop look like a technical achievement that's bad and that would have also been my number one until just this week where i saw the worst movie uh i've seen all year and one of the lone movies that i've given a zero rating to 
it is L's. And it is a shameless ripoff of Truth or Dare. And instead of people going Truth or Dare and Take a Dare and say the truth, which could lead to natural problems if people tell the truth and cause issues, or Take a Dare that leads to them potentially killing somebody or getting killed. The L's has people write something that they did bad on a naughty or nice list. And then they get little ornaments that pop up in their cars or in their kitchens or whatever, and they have to do it. And this leads to people doing dumb things. And because it's a ripoff of a bad movie, they have to even hold on to the little the smiling devil face from Truth or Dare. And this is just a shameless ripoff, and it's worse. And it's bad enough when you rip off a bad movie, but it's even worse when you do a even crappier job of it. So please steer away from elves. Is anything else on this list? Yeah, never watch this movie. It's a waste of any second of your life. So those are my films of the year and worst films of 2018. So fellas, I have one last one last uh, request of you all to come up with your resolution for 2019 and a resolution for pop culture in 2019. Gunner, you want to go first? That is to do what now? Come up with your resolution. Oh, like, for for movies and stuff. Yeah, and what you want Hollywood slash pop culture to do in 2019? Uh, Hollywood needs to add more diversity and understand what that actually means. That doesn't mean the 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 popular disadvantaged group of the time. That means everyone. Not let's let's make sure that we know the difference. You get what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm like cool. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Not not Oscar so I'll black there, because we, we got called people. out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How come there's no Asian people? We're still waiting for non insecure Hispanic superhero somewhere. Thank you. Somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Represent anywhere. us all, man. This is America in 2018. It's not like they don't exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's America in 2018, bro. We all here now. We all here. They bitch out Cisco, you know what I mean? Killed off his brother just in a time loop. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, that's the only one I can think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Crazy Rich Asians shouldn't have started anything. It's like we reset in the clock. You right. know what I mean? It's like, okay, right. Crouch Tiger hit and dragged and started something. Cool. And it should be you know, a bad because you felt condescending enough to watch it. No, this is this is America in 2018, man. We're all here. We're all here now. We're all here. You know what I mean? We don't need we don't need reality shows of of rich Indian people who are just as equally annoying. I mean, if they wanted to show that, yeah, cool. They're just as equally annoying as the freaking Kardashians. The Kardashians, yeah, they're but... just as <laughs> they are. <laughs> Take a number. But, you know, I still don't need to see it. So can we have some positive stuff? Like, it's just, you know, Hollywood picks and chooses still based off of, you know, white supremacy in, a, in that way, in that way. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, I would love to see what diversity means to, you know, a room full of people that are actually diverse, not just a room full of white women and yay women power. But at the same time, it's still a group of white women with your white women perspective. So we're only seeing what you see. And that's, still limited so how about adding some diversity in there and i don't care if it's all women wonderful but can we throw in a muslim woman can we throw in a black three black women sorry 
an Asian woman, a Mexican woman, a Latina, anyone. I'm talking about Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian, Guatemalan, Guatemalan. I don't only say Mexican because we marginalize Mexicans so much in this country that I want to marginalize the old Hispanic culture. You're right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I want to see diversity, not just for diversity's sake, and I, not just for using the word and just adding one Asian person and let them be, you know, asexual and everything. And there's my diversity. No. Diversity for just mirroring the country. Art imitate life. And what was the other thing you wanted me to do? That's my resolution. That's what I hope to see. What was, there was two you said, Jeff. What's your resolution? Oh, I don't have one. I don't do those. Okay. Be the best Melvin like I always am. The end. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. Good deal. Uh, let's see. Javon, how about you? Um, my hope for Hollywood, a resolution for Hollywood this coming year, is that you continue, well, not continue to take shots. Take more shots. Give everyone a shot to make their movie. You know, take a chance. Everything does not have to be a hit out of the gate. Look, it's Hollywood. It's billions of dollars flowing around this place all the time. Everything doesn't have to be a, a, a big-time comic book movie or a big movie with a big budget and a big name attached to it. Let's take some risks. Let's let some filmmakers... I mean, I'm being altruistic here, yeah, but let, let's let some people make some movies and tell some real stories across the board here. Um, there's a place for all of us. Let, let, like I said, it's 2018. We're all here. Let's tell everybody's story. There's no reason. There's no reason for us not to, you know. Um, and not for nothing. You've seen how it's paid out in the last few years when you diversify and start telling stories, man, from the perspectives of different people, uh, different walks of life, different ethnicities. You you get movies that you know you can hang your hat on at award season if that means anything to you. Let's take a risk. Let's make some movies. Let's make some real content. And let's also stop running away from the arguments, or the conversations, rather, that we need to have. Let's stop running away from them. Let's, let's go head on. And, and, and let's really diversify. Like Melvin said, you know, it's kind of a piggyback to that. But let's, let's really go all in. You know, it's, it's 2018. There's no, really, no need to keep playing it safe. Let's go all in for it. Um, and my own personal resolution is to be <sighs> I've done the whole understanding and being nicer and all of that. My my resolution this year is to just keep keep growing but also take the Burr approach. Which is and I I, I listen to a lot of Bill Burr because I like Bill Burr a lot because he, he He's a guy after my own heart. He, he speaks his mind, but he also remembers at a time when people were people and we weren't these kind of social media representations of ourselves or people. So my thing is to just be me, uniquely me. Don't, don't, don't keep considering, oh, well, that may, may not be the most PC point of view or that may not be the popular opinion. Yeah, I don't care. I was born to have an opinion and I'm going to have it, whether you like it or not. So you deal with it as you may. What it cost me is what it'll cost me, but at least, hey, I'm going to be me. That's all I can be. So those are my resolutions. Good deal. Chase, what you got? Okay. I'm going to go with the... Uh, my resolution for me is 
Uh, I got to learn some more. It, it, I feel like I've been stagnant this year, so I got to I got to diversify my knowledge. So that's what I got to start doing as uh, soon as uh, January first starts. Take some classes or some some fun. Uh, but my res- uh, what I think uh, pop culture really needs to do is they need to first off think before you post anything because. I understand when you're drunk and, you know, or whatever the heck you're on, it seems like it's funny, but just take five seconds and think, hey, am I going to have to apologize for this? Am I going to have to break out the Microsoft notes uh, and come up with the apology where I don't actually talk into the camera or anything? I'll just type it out and just like, see, these are my words for the stupid things that I said that offended somebody because they had somewhat of a brain, but it's not really an apology. So I just type out a whole lot of words and maybe someone will piece together an apology. I think if we get everyone can just, you know, pop culture can just say, hey, this is stupid. I'm not going to do that. I think that would uh, be a very good thing for pop culture to do. Good deal. For me, mine are simply I want to get up to doing 110 reviews uh, next year. I'm five away from hitting 100 and run rapidly running out of days. So we'll see if I actually get that done. Uh, for pop culture, what I really, really, really would love to see is the end of uh, this, this, these media hot takes where uh, something is a surprise because it's not from their lens. So The Wrap put a headline out yesterday. It said 60% of President Barack Obama's favorite 2018 movies have non-white directors. Now, that that infuriated me and just made me do the proverbial hitting of my head against the wall because it's like no one cared. No one has cared in like the history of critics when critics put their top ten list and maybe there's one non <laughs> when there's like one black director. When hey wow look there's there's one non-white on their list and it's like yeah wow that's crazy sometimes it's a hundred percent nobody decided that was something worth writing a story about and I well, just think well, it's weird that whole like perspective of hey wait a second he he has diversity on his list why wouldn't he and what's the big well, deal? well Jeff I, I gotta say this <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out about that. I got to say this about that. You're talking about a president who had the probably the most, I'm not going to even say probably, had the most diverse cabinet of appointees ever in the history of the American presidency, one, who promoted diversity not just in regard to race, but in regard to sexual orientation, right? Um, so for them to even try to make this an article is a non-article to me. This is people clutching against, uh, these are people clutching at straws. And unfortunately, this is what our our news has become. This is what our media has become. Everybody's clutching at straws to be viral, to be uh, uh, tweet worthy, etc. There's no fact checking. There's no prospectus anymore. It's just a bunch of people talking shit. And this is just another article of people talking shit. And with that said, where was this publication? Where, where did you read this at? The rap. Oh, I didn't read it, man. It yeah, was, no, that's the, clickbait. Like, yeah, it's clickbait, and the rap should be a rap because the between the rap, Vox, uh, 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 name me another few of them. They're just clickbait. They're just garbage articles written by people who call themselves journalists 
who are just sitting at their computers spouting off garbage. I look. I'll, I'll, I'll defend. I'll defend, the, I'll defend Vox for some for a mm-hmm. little bit. It's like when they're not talking about pop culture, they're fine. It's like when they actually you know sit down and do articles, you know, research it. But there's certain things. It's like Jason, you're going to complain. No, no. They're that's like saying if about, I'm not drunk. That's like saying if I'm not drunk, I got a point, but I'm always drunk. <laughs> well, I, most yeah. no, most of it's like if you look through their political article. I'm not. We're not doing a, uh, a, a advertisement for that. But for the rap, it, it's just like so. You're basically saying he didn't throw. If, if this was like Jeff was saying, like if he had put a token minority on there, that would have been okay and acceptable. But the fact that he is a diverse person who's had very diverse experience, he doesn't have the same monolithic views that we have. Oh, my gosh. What's wrong with you? You're talking talking nonsense. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. You're talking nonsense, and I can guarantee you the person who wrote that article can't explain their point of view. So shut up. Period. Their explanation won't be, well, I mean, these aren't the mainstream movies. It's like, yeah, well, I, I actually mean, looked through that list. I'm just I mean, like, I, I understand that it. Every, that's not that's, that's, most of that list itself. is award season stuff. It's yeah, just, but, hey, he liked it. <clears throat> he liked it. And, and that's the thing about it. Like I said, you can't explain your point of view from that because for what it's worth, how can you, pers- how can you, you, you designate someone's opinion? How can you, you, you can't, it's their opinion. It's when you asked them what they like and they told you what they liked. You don't have to like it. It doesn't have to be from your lens because it's from their lens. So it's like, shut up. What is the point of this article? What is the point of even writing this? It's stupid. Yeah. Well, we've been doing this all year, and, and it, it's only fitting that we should end the year with the great salutation and award for the one person who has managed to be the head dummy of the dummies. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the dummy of the year. So, fellas, who are your nominations? Who's going first? I can oh, go first, it. I guess. Uh, I mean, nominee, the one that probably, if we did a word cloud of Columbia's <laughs> week and who it was, it'd be Donald Trump. Trump would be like the biggest, boldest, blackest word ever. And that's the mm-hmm. blackest he's ever been. That would be hilarious. Um, perfect. Um, <laughs> so, Jaquise, you know what I mean? What's his name? Jaquise sounds like, I mean, yeah. Jaquise. Mm-hmm. Rhymes with the queef, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like this dude is Bruh. equally thinking up the place with. Are you talking about the king of R&B? The king, king of, of R&B of of his own fantasies in R&B, man. I'm like, right, what bro. is going on? So he's getting clowned all over Facebook, everywhere, every social media meme. Hey Gunner, he's now getting clowned by other artists. By other artist so i don't even think we need to i'm just nominating him but i think he's done enough he's got enough oh, he, critics and whatnot so he's he's been shut down he's about yeah. to be like john rule it's, uh, yeah. it's about to be done all right javon what you got uh, to piggyback my man g always donald trump he's he's og he's like hall of fame status for dummy but given his body of work since you know 2015 well leave me on that but since since 2015, he's he's deserved triple OG status on that. But all right, Jace, what you got? Since we started this, there's been one man who's held the title far more than any other man. I'm talking of one, uh, one, the only 
Donald Trump's son, Kanye West. Jesus! Kanye West has had a monumental performance for Dummies of the Week. Uh, because, you know, if you didn't know, slavery was a choice. Uh, Donald Trump is his daddy. Uh, Jason, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Uh, but Kanye West is the biggest dummy of all time. Thank you, Kanye. <laughs> uh, he, he really has worked very hard to keep this title up. So in, in our first year of actually doing this, I think it is I, – I think, honestly, Jeff, is it possible to name the Dummy of the Year award under – for probably the one who's won this award the most, the Kanye West Dummy of the Year award? I believe so. He was 100% my choice, too. So, yes, I am in agreement. Just If there was an opportunity to say something dumb or just be dumb, he did it marvelously. He did it his way. He did. Well. Old blue eyes. Old blue eyes, indeed. Well, fellas, that's another year. In the tubes, time to start getting this bad boy ready for 2019. Thank you, as always, for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for listening. We do appreciate every download, every five, ten minutes, or even two hours that you listen to us talk about everything. Thank y'all. Hope y'all have a great 2019. We'll be back better than ever next year. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.